Mm -hmm. All right. And hack. Welcome to the United States Department of Nerds, where we are for the people, by the people, and of the people. Here at USDN, we strive to bring you the best content we can find. And where you know it comes with the USDN seal of approval. We always strive to give you factual data. And if it's a rumor, we'll always say rumor alert. All right. Before giving you the freshest info. However, once these rumors are proven true, you can bet your money we at DSN are slamming that stamp down and giving it the USDN seal of approval. Love it. <laughs> kind of All right. So shots, shots. If you got them, people, we're taking some special shots tonight. Very special honor, shots tonight. Yes, in honor of Special Agent Nick Fury and his beautiful wife Vara or Priscilla, however you'd like. To, I like to call her Vara, and of course to Maria Hill. Rest in peace, Maria. For Rest Maria. Cheers. You still on the moonshine block? <laughs> Strong man, I'm telling you. No, th these are these are show only drinks. <laughs> <laughs> you still got that big old handle to finish too, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Today on a very special edition of the USDN, we are bringing you. The Secret Invasion Route Party. We got messages. We got notifications all asking us, like, hey, guys, why ain't y'all doing that breakdown episode by episode by episode? Well, we relate to the game. We apologize. But we're making it up to you with one big ass route party. And I'm not shitting you. We are going to go episode by episode by episode by episode by episode by fucking episode tonight. So I hope you brought your thoughts and your opinions because we want to hear from all of you yes yes please yes well i hope you guys pay attention because there will be some trivia questions from you diehard people out there pay attention I hope everybody. I hope everybody tuned in is like ready for this because this is going to be a good one. I'm hearing there's going to be an epic rant, but no other than black. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> fair warning. 
I may get triggered, <laughs> especially when we start it's talking awesome. like grades and stuff. So, uh, yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> so, our backstory. So, the secret invasion takes place in the mid 2025 within the MCU timeline, right? Following the events of the blip and post She Hulk. So, the show was set up. Um, for the narrative, um, to set up the narrative for a lot of like oncoming projects like the Marvels, Armor Wars, and according to the director and the cast members. So the MCU series shares only a very basic premise in common with the comic book and the source material, just so you guys knew. So what was the difference between the comic book and what Disney and Marvel gave us on Secret Invasion, the TV series? Glad you asked. Well, the difference is in the TV series, the scrolls took over higher echelon government officials. Whereas in the comic book, they became the Avengers and other superheroes where they also took on their powers. Which, to me, in my opinion, just fucking personal opinion here, taking over as world leaders is a lot fucking scarier. I'm sorry. Yes. 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 You saw no, I thought I thought Secret Invasion did a very good job of telling the story of how they came into power. Um, it also told a very good story on the conflict between a people trying to find their new home and also like the people trying to keep them a secret because this was a very big plot of the whole show. Um, and it, they did a really good job of just carrying that story through. Um, the scrolls are an interesting species, really. Very. Very um, depicted in the comments because they can be anywhere. They can be anywhere, anyone. Like they did tell that story of how they in the comics they were the Avengers. In this, there over the course of it, it became more and more obvious that there's long term implications of finding out that there are scrolls among them. Right. Yeah. So Marvel always hits the head, uh, hits the nail on the head with these types of things, telling these stories. It's going to be interesting to see how the next phase of the MCU plays out with this new information gained from Secret Invasion. If we get anything at all, it may have right. no play in the new next phase of the MCU. But with that, let's roll right in to episode one and get your thoughts. Right. All right. So episode one, Resurrection. So this is where Nick Fury learns of the clandestine invasion of Earth by the scrolls. So I think the opening of this episode, you see Agent Ross, which is Martin Freeman. We find him running, and he has a scroll. So a big reveal right there. Yes. Um, I think another thing that happens in here is uh, we find out that Nick Fury hasn't been on planet. And he, they actually don't really go into that too much until a little bit later in the episode about where he's at. Right. They they did bring up Saber. The fact that they, they brought up Saber um was a big thing. Yes. But if you like following following the, the, the theme of it, if you watched uh Spider-Man Far From Home, you kind of got an idea of where he yeah. was because that was in the post credit scene. So finding out that he was actually at Saber was kind of a it was a it was a nugget of episode one. Like, oh they're they're actually referencing saber it would have been nice if they would have gave the people what the hell saber was exactly 
They never explain it. They never even go into it. Even at the very, just a quick glimpse into episode six, when they are going back to Saber to kind of finish the project and also to start that peace treaty, it never gave us like what the hell Saber was. And we're not going to get into it here because we don't want to go down in that big loophole. Also, if you're commenting, we cannot see who you are unless you give StreamYard permission to your Facebook. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to be a Facebook user, and I don't want to just keep referencing people as Facebook user. It's a scroll. Don't trust them. Exactly. I mean, they've already said they're super secret scrolls. <laughs> so, I really like this episode because I, I have a new favorite character. I love Sonya. So, she's one of the MI6 yes. secret agents. So, remember, she, she kidnaps Fury. And Fury's asking her about Leo. What's going on with like the storage facility heist and stuff? And I love how she tells him, like, oh, well, the old Fury is in no shape for the fight that lies before us. End quote. And I'm and like, she, what? she does it with her little cheeky British accent. It makes it even better. Yeah, she does. Awesome. I love it. And I'm like, who is this woman? I'm like, I I, I immediately liked her because I was like, I can't believe she's talking to. Nick Fury Nick that Fury way. This way. Yeah, like <laughs> you got old fast. Poor <laughs> Nick. Yeah, Nick's still badass though. Um, and uh, I think this is also where you find out that um, Fury and Agent Hill were being impersonated by Talos and Soren yep. in this um, in this episode too. Also, I want to point out that this was the highest rated episode in secret evasion by rotten tomatoes with 53 percent yeah we'll hit on those points as we go it's not even i'll tell you the score of each episode as we go good idea good idea i'm gonna stay on topic sonya's an absolute thug by the way but yeah i love i love sonya but yeah yeah she's more on that later i agree sonya isn't badass i love her (laughs) So, and this is where you also find out where the, in Spider-Man No Way Home, that Talos is actually impersonating Fury. Yep. yep. He has been for a while. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and he has been, which go, going on through these episodes, like, it, it just blows my mind. Like, oh my God, that person's girl. Oh my God. So I'm like, I couldn't believe that when you see Fury and, and Spider-Man, I was like, oh my gosh, that was Talos the whole time. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. I was like, really? Yeah. It's it's almost, it's the first time in this series that I asked, well, how long has he been him? (laughs) So I think he was him starting when he came back from the blip. Yep. Fury was, he he immediately went to Saber to just start doing that project. So he just kind of disappeared. And I think... this is just me talking. I think Fury was like, hey, Talos, you're me until I get back. Cover down for me, all right, dude? Hold it down. Yeah. And since him and Talos had such a long standing relationship for Talos, that would have been nothing to do. You know, that's like, okay, cool. It's just another Monday. Yeah. That also begs the question of who else knew this information. Was Talos yes. the only one privy to it? Or who else knew that? Talos was playing Fury this whole time. Good. To be fair, it was probably just Talos and Fury. Well, Vara knew. 
Well, yeah, Vara. 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 I mean, you, you gotta tell the wifey, you know. Well, yeah, right. actually, no. He had been estranged for the last three years, I thought they said. Um, uh, I don't know. It well, seems like, because when he got back to the house, I thought he, like, this was like, well, you know, after three years, you're finally coming home? Or you still live here? It was something to the, that effect. Right. Like, what calamity has brought you back to me now? Yes. Yeah, yes. that. Well, she comments on a later episode. I was going to save it. But she comments on, you know, you left me mm-hmm. I was during the blip. Right. And then as soon as he came back, he leaves he again. Yeah. So, and in her mind, she got abandoned twice. Well, obviously, the first time, he can't help it. He turned into, you yeah. know, he got Ash. dusted. Yeah. Um, but then the second time he chose to, and I think that's probably not to get too deep into another episode, turn focus episode by episode, but yeah. I think that's what, yeah, really like hurt her. So, yeah. But uh, just to refocus, so in this, this episode, you also see uh, Gaia. You meet Gaia and you find out that she is Talos uh, and Storm's daughter. And she does a big devil cross. Sneaky, sneaky movie, yeah. Clark. She sends him on that wild goose chase leading up um, this towards the end of the episode where uh, he uh, Fury comes face to face with Gravik and then Gravik detonates the bomb in the public square in Moscow. Right, like right in front of Fury. Just looked at him and just peek, boom. Yep. What, what, what he's disguised as him at that. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. That's like some next level gangster stuff right there. <laughs> I look like, like you bitch. I'm gonna kill your best friend in front of you while disguised yeah. as you. <laughs> and then I'm gonna blow up the town square as yeah. an right. ultimate like fuck you to everybody. And then poor Maria. R.I.P. R.I.P. Man. I wasn't ready for that. Not I wasn't ready for that at all. But episode one. Jeez, man. They were like, let's get this one out of the way, guys. This gonna hurt. So yeah. that begs the question, though, does she have um, clones? Oh, like Coulson. good question. Yeah, like Coulson did. I yeah, don't Coulson know. has clones. I mean, well, I don't think so because we'll 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 probably cover this in episode two, but that whole procession thing in episode two. Yeah, yeah, which leads us into episode two. But um, episode one really is always a gamble, Marvel wise, for me. Yeah, because. It's like it's like if episode one is hard to follow, then the series is about to be amazing. Yeah. And for me, episode one was it was all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yes. It was hard to follow. It's like you you have to follow this person and this person. Oh, that guy's a scroll. I didn't know that. Like, and I'm asking myself questions, and by the end, I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I don't know where it's going, but. Which is like a true spy thriller, you yes. know. Yeah, you gotta watch is, yeah. everybody. It sets the scenes. It, it sets does. multiple scenes in in one episode. It really mm-hmm. does. And like that first episode really drug out the entire series. Yeah, I, I thought that was really well done. In hindsight, episode one, watching it in the moment, I was just like, "What is going on?" Yeah, but yeah, in hindsight, it, it was it's awesome. It's an awesome episode. Yeah, once yeah. you got into it, you're like, okay, the complete and utter chaos from episode one makes more sense now. It does, yeah, right. It really does. So, um, some Easter eggs, some Easter eggs. Okay, 
-hmm. So uh, just some things I like to dig up. I try to on every episode or even do some trivia. So here's a little Easter egg. So scrolls are impermeable to radiation of nuclear waste. Okay. So this is where um, there's an abandoned facilities where they made their their new base or new scrolls. Okay. So little, little tidbits there. And um, one person that they didn't really talk about too much that I wanted to bring out was Pagon. So he actually in the comics and Jeff backed me up. He, he's the one in the secret invasion storyline that he was actually the one imitating Electra. Yes. Yes. And he was the first scroll that the Avengers found that was kind of uh, infiltrating their team. Yeah, and they, they kind of knew that one was obvious because, obviously, at this point, Electric is dead. What? Yeah, she was already yeah. dead. So when she came back from the dead, they're, they're kind of like, the fuck's going on here? Right. <laughs> All right, you ready to go to episode two? Yeah, let's Hold roll on. it. I got, a, I got an Easter egg that, that is not oh, yeah, related. What, what is it? Um... What was the guy, the name of the guy that Ross was, uh, he was, he had figured everything out in episode one and he was telling Ross, I forget the, his name, but they were like, uh, he was like, I know like something's happening and he ended up shooting Ross or right, Ross ended up shooting him. They, they get into it. Right. He shoots him. He was and a scroll. Was he not? Yeah, he was a scroll. No, he was human. He was actually human. But do oh, you know okay. who that guy is? Do you know who that guy no. is? I don't. That is that is Beric Dondarrion from the Game of Thrones episodes. So we had a Game of Thrones reunion on this episode. <gasps> That's awesome! I'm trying to... Like, I'd have to go back and watch Game of Thrones again, and I'm watching S-Files right now, and that's not happening. Until maybe after I watch... After I finish S-Files. <laughs> No, no I, was, I was watching and I was like, I was like, oh my god, this Barrett. I can't remember what his name was in the show though, but I was like, I was like marking out. I was like, oh, oh shit, that's Garrett. That's Derek Dundarian. <laughs> that is good catch, good catch. Good no, catch, I man. That's nice. what's up. Love those. I love those little like hangs when I found. Oh, also, also, uh, Sonya. There's a Captain America, uh, Captain America reference. That was a connection. With Sonya, Sonya Fallsworth is uh, she has the same last name as one of the guys that was in the team with Captain America, Fallsworth. I remember reading about that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So there's another Easter egg. It was it was it was some eagle eyes in there. Like you have to you have to really pay attention. But yeah. those were the two I caught and. Yeah. In episode one, I'm sure we missed a lot too. Yeah. Hey, if anybody else found anything, just throw it up there on the chat. Um, please, please, please. I don't, I can't catch. We can't catch everything. I missed stuff. <laughs> All right. So episode two, promises, fury grapples with the past and present. So, um, this actually um, sets it up where it's uh 1997 and this is a couple of years after captain marvel and we see a de-aged samuel jackson uh, nick fury um this is when he first meets our young gravic 
Now to kind of set the tone, this is soon after Gravik's parents died after the, um, the scrolls last stand against the Kree. Okay. Now I can save this trivia till the end or a question. Or we can do it now. What do you guys want? Let's, let's do it now. Yeah, let's do it. Do it can, live. Can you name a Cree? Name a Cree. I'll give I you mean, a hint. I can because I'm looking at my cheat. I know. Don't cheat. <laughs> can you name a Cree? I'm I'm looking for a specific one because I have a follow up question. Can anybody name a Cree? Throw it up on the chat. We'll give you some time. Yeah. Na, 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 don't cheat. Don't Google it. Hey, and if you do Google, Google it. it, I don't care. Just throw it in the chat. Do you want a hint? I do. Guardians hey, of the I Galaxy. I don't even have the cheat sheet, and that was the first name that came on my mind. Right? That's how we, <laughs> that's how we know the Cree, right? The yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Can you name a Cree? Can you name a Cree? Cree, 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 Cree. I know we got people watching. I can Do see you. Give up? Do you give up? Go ahead, Jen. All right. Ronan. Ronan. Ronan, our favorite bad guy from the very first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Now, here's a follow up question Name his ship. Ooh. I know the answer to that one, too. Name, name Ronan's ship. Because I, when I was like, that's the name of his ship. That's freaking badass. <laughs> Not going to lie, though. I like the name of this ship. That name of that ship. I mean, his ship in general was just. It was badass. It was just badass. I'm like, I want a ship like that. Like, can I become Cree and get a ship like this? Hey, I want the spaceships that we were promised in the 90s, okay? <laughs> Are you talking about Total Recall? I know. I'm still Not just Total Recall. There's been multiple movies where they promised us freaking spaceships in the 2000s. This is true. And flying cars. This is true. I would settle for the iRobot cars. Like, just drive me to work. The Audis? Yeah. The Audis. Yeah. And the Kree are from Captain Marvel. Yes. You are correct. Correct. But they're also in our Guardians of the Galaxy. We first saw them in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. This is true. Uh, The Dark Aster is the name of the ship. The Dark Aster. I know. Hey, Bubba. All right. All right. So further on in this episode, just kind of setting the tone. So this is where Fury tells them that the Earth is facing a very serious threat and he needs the Skrull's help. And he says, and I quote, while you work to keep my home safe, Carol Danvers and I will find you a new one. Oh, and they held him to that, too. Yeah, they did. Yes. It's the whole plot of the whole series. It is. And I think in this particular episode, this is where Fury finds out there's one million. One million. One million dollars. No, scrolls. Um. They're on the earth walking around as humans. Now, that might not seem a lot, but that's a lot of scrolls. Just can be anybody. That's a million lives. A million. That are either dead or tucked away in a dungeon somewhere. Yeah. Most likely dead. That's a lot. You're correct. 
Rabbit's uh, human is dead. Mm-hmm. But that's the episode six thing. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, um, that train scene, masterpiece. Dude, that masterpiece. That one, that scene alone had me hooked. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> like where I think that's where I was like, okay, business is picked up. Especially how he told that story of like uh his mom riding the train with him to Detroit and how he ended up like I know when someone's lying, like he set that up perfectly. Amazing. I was like, that's some that's something my mom would do. Like she'd tell a Dude, story. That's any southern mama right there. <laughs> He's such a good monologuer too. Like yeah. he, just, he, he like, really does. You in and just yeah, he's so. Hey, oh, I'm so still great. disappointed that he he didn't get the first elf bomb in the MCU. <laughs> right, halfway, it was almost there. It, it was, but I'm still disappointed <laughs> in that fact. It's all right. We were, we were less fled this time. So, <laughs> in this one too, um, this is where. Uh, that one scroll, I think his name is Brogan. He ends up taking the fall from Moscow. And you see yes. him being interrogated in like a, a meat locker. Yeah. And Sonya was lighting homeboy up. So sorry. My girl Sonya came back. And, and I love how she's like, you're like, you know, is there like a back door to get out of here? And then like, oh yeah, it's under she there. She was fucking polite about it the entire oh time God. she was interrogating his ass. Case. That's like the most British thing ever is like, I'm going to interrogate you, but I'm going to be really nice about it. Yeah. Want a couple of- <laughs> and she just like, she doesn't pull any punches. I mean, she freaking cuts his, no, guy's she cut his finger off. She was like, oh, okay. Now that we got this out of the way, let's, let's play. Hold yeah. up. Yeah. And then I, I I was really curious, but she actually injected him with actually started to like make his blood boil. I was like, what was that? That was some yeah. super secret MI6 scroll scroll, you know, like, serum or something. Pepper, habanero right. kind yeah. of crap that she like, like Shh. he's still But that dude pulled it off. Like I don't I don't know who the actor was that played this guy, but that actor was yeah. The way he, like, like, all right, dude, I'll give you some props. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did a good job with that because, yeah, he did make that look painful. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Um, I think also you go to like new scrolls, and I, I tell you, I was like watching that screen like a hawk to see what kind of DNA they already had. Did everything, yes. yeah, and did they, they should. He uh, Gravik ends up showing it a little bit more later, but so they have the the Frost Beast uh-huh. from Thor: The Dark World, yeah, and then they have Groot, yeah. I don't know the Latin fauna, whatever. Sorry, um, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then yep. they have Colobsidian from the Thanos's Black Order, and then they have the Extremist from Iron Man Three. Yep. Something I really couldn't find any information. I was curious how they got those. I'll tell you. Tell if me you were, if you really yeah. want to know. No, I do because no, I, think I it's look. important. Okay, I mean that's it's it's not quite the harvest that we get to later, but it's pretty uh, darn close to the same it's, mixture. It's missing some, but right. it's there. Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this, Jeff. I'm gonna ask you a question. 
do you know the mention of the super scroll in this episode right they mentioned uh-huh. it right and that's where you got this from yes what was the first super scroll made out of the fantastic yeah it's a fantastic four yeah correct now group fantastic four number 18 from the 1960s to be exact exactly now follow me group when when he can stretch out he is imitating who Mr. It's Fantastic. not Groot. It's Mr. Fantastic. I know, but Groot's imitation of stretching his arm out, mm-hmm. his limbs, is like Mr. Oh, Fantastic. Okay. Colossidian yes. is an imitation of the thing. Extremis is an imitation of Johnny uh, Johnny That's Storm. Okay. And the uh, Frost Giant was supposed to be an imitation of Miss... Uh, I want to say Miss... Miss yeah, Sue, Sue Storm, Storm, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be that imitation, right? Starting off, but yes. you as it, it evolves as the series does, it's the same. It's okay. the same homage, but in different forms. Yeah, in the show. But I, yes. I mean, for me, if you're gonna do it, just give us the comic book. Yeah, I think a reason why they didn't do it that way is because the Fantastic Four hadn't been introduced into exactly. the MCU. Exactly. That's that's what I was supposed to say. Yeah, probably. But that's what it is. It's a homage to the Fantastic Four. I like it. <clears throat> In the roundabout way they, they did it, it, I liked it. Yeah. It, did, it didn't make sense to me until I, I had a conversation with someone. Mm. I was... I spent a lot of time on Google shortly I after. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. Me and Rob had a lot of conversations about this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made it make sense for me. I was like, oh, okay. Dude, that's like if I have a question about Star Wars, I immediately go to Rob. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Rob, I'm confused on this timeline. Help me out here, bud. Well, you know, it's just like that one time Kaylee had a bunch of questions about, um, oh, gosh, you called Coley. Do you remember that? Halo. Yeah, you had a lot of questions about Halo. And so about, yeah, so he just called Coley. Man, Coley went on for like, what, good 45 minutes, 30, yep. 45 minutes? Excellent yeah, conversation. I learned a lot. If you want to know, know about Halo and aircraft, Joshua Coley. Yeah, Joshua Coley, he's got you. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to go to the third episode? Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. Right. Let me. So episode three, Betrayed. So this is where Fury uncovers a rebel skull scroll plot. And then it also, uh, this is what we were just talking about a little bit before. With the Fury and Vara. Yeah, you start diving into their relationship. Yeah. Um, Like I was saying, from her perspective, she's been abandoned twice. Once, you know, he didn't couldn't really help with the blip, but the second time he, you know, from a woman's perspective, like you didn't have to leave, but you did. Right. You know, she's she's been mentioned throughout the MCU on a few occasions, but we didn't know at the time that she was a scroll. Right. Right. Um and then um this is also um the episode where um this Talos receives the tip from Gaia about the um, 
yep. nuclear sub that's going to um, the British nuclear sub that's going to um, attack the United Nations. Yep, um, where they're getting ready to do the treaty talks, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's where we see that. So I'm glad to to see that you know guy is coming to the uh, the white side. Instead of like working Gravic. Yeah, I think Amelia. in episode two, when she's seen how Gravic was becoming, I mean, he killed um, freaking, Brogan. what's his name? Brogan, yeah, yeah. in that second yeah. episode. Like, and not just him, I think he might have killed a few others too in that outburst he had. So, yeah, dude, probably because as a villain, it's he's he's one of the more ruthless villains that we've seen in a while. Yeah, and he, they they toned him down too. Yeah, they did. They did. But it they the actor who I don't know who that guy is. Oh, it's um is it uh King something Ben something? It, he's got a hyphenated last name. Yeah, but yeah, he's awesome. He played the hell out of Gravit. Yeah, he did. He did a great job. I was yeah, actually kind of, yeah, sad to see him go, but yeah, he did. He did a great job. Yeah, he, he played him really well. And he did a very good job of establishing. Kingsley has been a deer. Yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say Ben Kingsley because I was like, I know it's not him, but yeah, he did a very good job of. Um, Marvel does. Really? What up, Mac? He, Marvel does. It's this. your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel does this really good job of the villain angle because they yeah. make it super relatable. Even, even like when he's going through, and in this episode, like one of the biggest things in this episode was him finding out like someone's betraying me and I, I need to figure out right. who it is. And when he suspects uh, Gaia, like he's like, he doesn't, go all the way in and saying, hey, I think it's you. Right. Like he mm -hmm. just, he lets her lead herself on. Yeah. And I just thought that was great because he was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be ruthless to you, even though I know it's you. It's you. So, and that, that made it more but like. She also figured that out. Right. That he knew. Right. And she took her measures to ensure her own safety. Cool. So, so we didn't know that by the the next episode. Can I I just have to have a, a just a tiny little rant here, okay? Go so away. That's what rant we're here away. for. So you see Gaia, right? She's like, All right, I just betrayed Gravic like on the utmost level. I gotta get the fuck out of here, right? She jumps on a motorcycle wearing her face. She is a scroll. You can look like anything. Like, do you remember on Captain Marvel where Carol Danvers tells Nick Fury they can change their appearance, everything, all the way down to the DNA? Girl, you could have walked out there looking like a mouse. But no. Like, she goes sure. out there with her face and just leaves. Like, no creativity, nothing. She just leaves. She just gets in her motorcycle with me, and then she's like, oh, my God, Gravik's there. And I'm just like... Hey, let's take this time while this rant's happening and give yeah. Amelia Clark her dues because she nailed this fucking role. She did. and she does all her roles, but this one was really special. She did. I yeah. I definitely yeah. Love it. 
I agree with this, even <clears throat> though I am very impartial to Daenerys Targaryen. Yes. But, hey, if you got to put one number one and a number two, you get Daenerys, you get Gaia. Yeah. And they're very close. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There, there is a there's a similarity there. She's not she's not as calculating, but she is very in this in this series very great at maintaining a cover. Yeah. She is. She rides the line like crazy in this in this series, and, and I think that's what gave us the ending of of episode six, and that's what right. kind of yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Right? There's she's not a, she's not loyal to anyone but mm-hmm. her home. Yeah. she has no home. So, and then you also get a little tidbit here if you really listen, where Vara tries to call Gravic, and I picked up on it. It was it was Carl Rhodes' voice. Immediately, yeah, it yeah. was Rhodes' voice. Well, you're talking to me, and I'm like, is that Rhodes? Back it up. Yeah. Watch it again. I was like, oh my God, it was. No, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that did that. I'm like, what no. the hell does this sound like Rhodey for? It did. It did. It sounded like Rhodey. And I was like, oh man, Rhodey. And well, not Rhodey. Yeah. As soon as I heard his voice on the other end, I'm like, wait, is he a fucking scroll? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My reaction was like, okay, how long? <laughs> how long has this been going exactly. on? He had you been know, down. Well, we'll get to that later. We'll but, get to that later. Yeah. 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 But. You know what kills me? If you read anything, I don't really pay attention to what critics say when it comes to like the TV shows. Like I read it and I'll probably majority of the time I, I don't agree with them at all. I, I, I like movies and TV shows for my own reasons. But they said that by this episode, like having that surprise, this person's a scroll is really was really becoming anticlimactic. And I don't right. understand why people felt that way. Those are fucking because, idiots. Because I said it. Like I'm, I'm like you know, if you follow these people all the way from like the very first Iron Man movie, like I'm very vested in these characters. Oh yeah, right. And and to find out that you know, like how long has Rhodey been a scroll? Like how long was Agent Ross a scroll? Like oh my gosh, I'm like, and you, it almost makes me want to go back and like watch the movies and be like and like. Is he acting weird? Like, you know, so, trying to pick up on... If you, I if did. you go back and watch it, yeah. Rhodey does not have, like, his mannerisms, his his speech patterns and that kind of stuff isn't... You don't get that until you get to Secret Invasion. So when you yeah. do go back and watch it, he doesn't... He's still himself. From what I can remember from watching the other movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and but you can almost immediately when at the beginning of Secret Invasion when he comes into play right. that he something's not right about him. Yeah. Right. You almost get those little hints that like that doesn't really sound like something Rhodey would say. Yeah. Or that why would Rhodey do this versus this? He mean this dude's a colonel in the military. Right. I I have a theory that when we get to it, I'll share my thoughts on exactly okay. when I when okay. I think Brody became a scroll. I, I, yes, I would like to hear yours because it may mirror my own. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. Oh, some things to note on this episode to me, Eggs. So, Talos points out to Fury during this episode, um, that without 
himself and the other scroll operatives, like he would have never been able to climb the ranks. Oof. That one hit hard, but yeah, that's yeah. like a, like. Do you want to get kicked in the nuts or do you want to get told the truth? Yeah, I think that was right. kind of both. That was a big old spoonful of truth. Yeah, yeah. It was. And I mean, because you go back and you watch all the movies, or I, I just think about it, I'm like, it's true. Like, he was always one step ahead. And well, that's because he, he had wow. the intel. Yeah, he had the intel from, yeah, his scroll operatives. Right. But right. that doesn't take away from the fact that he still would have probably climbed the ranks, just not as fast as he did. No. And no. For him to organize that many operatives too also takes a lot of intelligence and a lot of skill you know to be able to organize all that and put people where you need them and you know yes we will get to that what yes. wrote in the end game yes we will get to that but good right. question yes very good question. Need to pick up yes all right so you guys ready to go to episode four um Let's let me go it. let me go over because i made some extra notes on the episode okay oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Let's, hear for it. It. let's hear it um the moment I figured out that Brody was a scroll, and this goes back to episode two. In episode three, when they go to the guy's house and they have him, and he's like calling him Nick, and he's like, No one calls me Nick, right? Yeah, Brody called him Nick in episode two when he fired him. <laughs> and I was That's like, true. I was yeah. like Oh, mm, so, you slipped. But the yeah. question is, how the hell does Nick Fury get fired when he, the organization he works for, technically don't exist? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't right. Well, Bad and this goes back. This goes back to episode. This goes back to the episode, right? So in the episode, they literally showed you how scrolls had infiltrated the highest parts of each government, and Rhodey working this close to the president. Means the president is not a scroll, but Rhodey has influence over him as mm -hmm. a scroll. Uh -huh. So that pretty much cancels the president out from being a scroll. But hold on, the light bulb just went off. We'll go that. We'll hold that. We'll table that one. But, but Rhodey being in that position, right? Yeah, held a lot of influence and yeah. a lot of power, um, and that's how that was able to work out. And it, it it also makes you think, like, how did Rhodey end up in this position to begin with? Do you want to hear some somebody's theory? What yes, is it? I was gonna save it to the last one. He's he's in a hospital gown. He's at that colonoscopy age, you know. He's probably like getting <laughs> scopey scope and. <laughs> But no, you know what I'm saying though is like this dude all of a sudden is like the president's exec as a colonel uh, is what yeah. I'm referring to. Yeah, probably because so, of his war machine. I think you know. Kind you of think it's because his war machine? I think I, so. Well, if you I'm a little bit more clout, you know, because I mean he went from a captain to a fucking full bird in a, a small time frame there. So I mean he hit every promotion first time out the gate. And oh by the way, he made colonel and lieutenant colonel below the zone to get right. there right so it also leads you to go well fuck how long has he really been a scroll that's a very good question mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to answer that but to your point 
um, being that he was War Machine, being that he did fight in the in the War for Humanity in Wakanda, mm -hmm. in uh, in Endgame, that may have had some extra points, right? I think for possibly, yeah. I mean, that's By a way, great OPR bullet. It is. It is. <laughs> Literally <laughs> saved the world. <laughs> Literally saved the world. But and with that being said, hold that information because it's, it's going to come in handy later. Save it. Bet. Okay. All right, so episode four, Beloved. So this is where Fury's got to make some hard sacrifices. All right. So I felt redeemed in my emotions. Gaia comes back. All right. She's got the uh, stick to super skull treatment. Yep. 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 The extremist. She comes back. So I forgive her for her horrible choices. It's like I forget. Very you bad guy. choices. I, I know that was really bad. Yeah, I was. I was it's one of those where you scratch your head and go, "Girl, what the hell are you doing?" What? <laughs> like, were you panicking and just like tripping? That was over a complete. A that was a fucking panic. That was yeah, like a hardcore. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh my god! Oh my god! Or was it planned? It was a teenage breakdown. It was totally planned. That's why I was like, I felt so much better. I'm like, thank mm. you, thank you. I feel yeah. <laughs> All right, so now there's one thing I do want to point out about the um, extremist ability. Do <clears throat> you remember in Iron Man 3, they can actually breathe fire? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think she came full circle and now she's like a dragon? Maybe. Aww. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> That's awesome. Game of Thrones <laughs> reference, like, people, in case you missed it. <laughs> I really, I really like this episode too because we got to learn more about Vara. Got to learn about how they met. Um, do you guys want me to go over about how she became Vara? Does anybody want to? I want you to give me one minute. Oh. Let me. So episode two had a fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. In episode three, we get our first big decline at 38%. Really? And episode four landed at 38% as well. Now we're caught up on Rotten Tomato scores. Okay. Okay. All right. Say those numbers again. So episode one was 52. Yeah. <laughs> episode two was 50. Yeah. Episode three, 38. Yeah. Episode four was also a 38. Really? Okay. Come on, people. When we get to five, we'll, we'll announce that one because we had a slight increase on five. Oh, that's good. Oh, it. it gets worse. Yeah. It, it never got better, but it gets worse. So I like how VAR explains how she chose Priscilla as a disguise. She wanted something that would slip past Fury's defenses, which it did. And then I think Fury even credits her into saying, like, oh, you were playing the long game even then. Right. And I um I, I like how Vara was came clean with this woman. She was spending all this time with um Dr. Priscilla Davis is her name. She's spending all this time with her. And you know, when uh Priscilla was about to die, she you know tells her why she's really there and she makes Vara make her three promises, right. One was to bury her at sea. Mm -hmm. Two, to continue to be a daughter to her parents. And then three, 
never hurt Nick. So that leads to question. Nick and her were already together. And you do get that in the flashback mm -hmm. scene. Right. And that would have been um, Dr. Time. Priscilla before mm -hmm. she became Vara. And right. Vara did it on purpose. So I question, though, if you go back to episode one, maybe it was episode two. I think mm -hmm. it was episode two when they're talking about, hey, me and Miss Marvel will find you or Captain Marvel will find you a new home. And right. he's telling that to the crowd. So is Vara the mother with Gravik there? No, she's not supposed to be. Because remember, you see that young girl in, in the mob. Right. And we know that Vara and Gravik have a close relationship. I think it's a mother-son relationship, but I don't... That's what I'm talking about. Is, is, was, is she Gravik's mother? Oh, I don't. I didn't catch that. From what I, I read, she's not supposed to be. Go yeah. back and watch episode two, and let me yeah. know, because I'm curious if 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 I was just like, hmm. like way overthinking that, or that's a good question, though. Yeah. Hey, a, if anybody out there question. knows or can answer that question, drop it into the chat. Yeah. Y'all been quiet for a hot minute now. Yeah. <laughs> so. I like the poem that they read. Mm, great the poem. poem. <clears throat> great poem. Yes, touching. Yes, right it is. And it, and it is called Late Fragments. I didn't write down who wrote it, but it says, "What did and what, did you get what you wanted from this life even so?" And the other person would say, "I did." And what did you want? To call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on earth. And this point, they both draw their guns. And then the screen goes black and you hear gunshots. Right. Right. And <clears throat> and I loved what Fury said. Because then you it goes back to the screen and you see that they both like missed on purpose. And I loved how he's like, well, I don't know if we should. Get a divorce or renew our vows. Right. <laughs> I love that crap so much. Ah, okay. So somebody did point out that Bart that Gravit's parents did die and that he okay. they were he was taken in by Talos and Vara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. table scene. The table scene yeah. and the train scene. Yeah. Those yeah. are probably the two best scenes in this in this entire So series. what do y'all think happened? Did the bullets ricochet off each other? Or were they just both like? No, they missed on purpose. Ah, uh, okay. Purpose. They yeah. weren't going to kill each other. No. Because oh, so that, that part had me confused as hell. I'm like, wait, did they just miss each other on purpose? Did the bullets hit each other and ricochet Not, off? It was a, it was an intentional miss. It was like the opposite of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, I missed Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I meant to, like, I, I didn't mean to really shoot at you. I meant to miss you on purpose. I, right? I missed you on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I, hey, that's I, an I, underrated I, movie, by the way. I don't like the fact that it broke up, you know, Brad and Jen, but that was actually a really good movie. That's a great movie. It's a really yeah. great movie. All right, and uh, this is also the episode where you finally find out that Rhodey's a scroll, a female scroll, a yeah. female scroll at that. Yeah. What? Yeah, I. Th that's that's a good what point. I they were both willing to let the other one kill him. Yeah, I know. Yep. That's uh, 
you know, and, and, you know, even when the other episodes where she goes and she's pulling the gun out of like the safety deposit box and you can just see the, the uncertainty on her face. Cause I know Gravik tells her to kill Fury, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and she's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how in deep she was with Gravik, but I mean, she just, you can see that uncertainty. Like she doesn't want to do it. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, there's like this almost like uneasiness with her when they're sitting at the table together. Like she knows the moment of truth is there. Yeah. But even in if you go back to that scene where they were talking in the church, yeah. it was like she was trying to tell Rody the scroll that all right, he's old, he's not gonna do anything, right? He's right. not even himself anymore. Like we don't even have to worry about him anymore. She yeah. was trying to like get the pressure off killing him like he's gonna die anyway he's defeated like let's just let's just leave him be he's he's not he's not a threat anymore which probably pissed nick fury off hearing this yeah yeah he was he was sitting there like man i can't i can't even i can't believe this like me you're talking about me like this how about your house yeah hey I know we're only on episode four, but episode five proved that Nick Fury was still Nick Fury. Uh, yes. Yeah. He was still a G. Yes. yes. So here's a little uh, tidbit of information that I totally forgot about. And then once I read it, I was like, oh, duh. So do you know the rule with iPhones and villains? A villain can never have an iPhone. It is in their contract. Really? Yes. So if you ever... So Rhodey had an Android. Is this true? Yes. I promise. Rhodey had an Android. He did not have an iPhone. So it is in um, the iPhone's um, contract that bad guys cannot have iPhones. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn, really? And I went back, sure shit. He's got an intro. I was like, I guess I'm a bad guy. <laughs> like I Well that be- that probably holds true in my house too, because everybody has an has an iPhone except my wife. Yeah. Oh. She's a villain. <laughs> we give she's a shit about it too. Yeah, she's yeah. don't let her hear you say that. Oh, we already told her she hurts the family by not having an iPhone. <laughs> she knows. Oh, uh, hey, I'm the holdout in my family, so <laughs> Huh. All right, man. Um, if you if you go miss it, we know what happened to your ass. Document this day. Right. I know it. And um see this person agrees. Like that. that person Dude. is also a villain. Who <laughs> are you? I know who you are into the chat, so I know who you are. You've been here with us the whole show, man. Or <laughs> lady. <laughs> All right. So, or as the teenagers just say, bruh. God. I can't keep up with the slum. All right. So, episode five. Episode Ooh, five. There. Harvest. Five. We are. So, episode five. Harvest. Shit is getting real on this episode. Wow. Oh, God. I can't get so bad. All right. Let's start off with the uh, what's the Rotten Tomato score on this episode? I'm oh, glad yeah. you asked, my old friend. <laughs> And I could say that because we've been friends for like 20 fucking years. Yes, that's true. So, Gen 2. We, we sh- yeah, yeah, Gen 2, yeah. 
we shot back up to 50% for this episode. And oh. this episode was, like I said, this episode was good as hell. Okay. So this is where Fury gathers his allies and Gravik deals with the unrest. Um, so this is where Gravik plans to kill the president. Um, and it, that was foiled in episode four. And then you, we see our buddy Pagon, who actually uh, questions Gravik's leadership. Yeah. And this is where, you know, Gravik made a big mistake. You know, one of, you know, his lieutenants questioned him and then he kills him. And well, then it, wasn't, can, it wasn't the fact that he did it. It was the fact that he did it in front of everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And the yeah. moment he did that, he had to go. Yeah, yeah. I got to make an example out of you. Yeah. Only, if only we could get away with that in real life. Right. Like, oh, you questioning my leadership? Well, that's why you gotta you gotta do the pep talk. You gotta do the the rally. You know, use that. But he kills him. In my mind, that's what you do. If somebody starts questioning your leadership, you know, you gotta get back to the basics. Like, I gotta show you how I got here. Yeah, but he kills him. But see. The negative side effect is now all the the scrolls and the new scrollos now they don't trust him. They got they had like all the shifty eyes like oh he killed Pagon. Right. Yeah. And then I didn't I didn't understand until we got to episode six why he told Rhodey to reveal the location of new scrollos to the president. So that he'll hopefully launch and try to like blow it up. Right. Yeah. That I was like, man, what are you doing? Even Rhodey, like, or whoever, Rava, whoever it is. Like, even it's like, are you sure? Are you sure you're doing that? So yeah. I'm glad this person asked that it's clear because it's just the refined DNA that was taken right. from the blood that was left on the battlefield. Which episode Episode five did a good job of setting that up too, because yes. they pointed out the fact that Nick Fury sent Gravik as the leader of the team to go collect and clean up all the stuff that yep. happened after Endgame. That was a great setup. It was. Yeah, I agree. Uh, dirty Gravik. martini color. <laughs> yeah. No green for Hulk. <laughs> nope. It, it's, it's, it's the refined DNA out of the blood. So I imagine if you watch any other CSI shit, mm. that shit comes out clear as hell when they start doing weird DNA testing shit. Like yeah. Aaron didn't hit it yet. It's clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you see Gravik and like all his glory when all the rebels like gang up on him. Beat him up, kill him, yeah. whatever. He started murking motherfuckers just yeah. you get a group yeah. fist. You get a group fist. I was like, oh dang, like he didn't have just like one or like the extremes. I'm like, he had all of them. I think Wanda's blood was on that list on the computer. Bro, they had everybody on there. It was Thanos like everybody because that was yeah, Thanos, the you name it, it was there. Yeah. If they were on the battle on Wakanda in Endgame. They the have their DNA. There. Yeah, they have their DNA. They have. They went through Alkari, like a whole Alkari box of like a thousand Q-tips. Oh, there's a little blood. Let me get that. Oh, there's a little blood. Swab it. Swab it. Everybody yeah. got swabbed that day. I don't 
That's what who can I you know. turn into? Kill him, collect his DNA. You know, I agree she that did use Wanda's power there for a second. But to me, Wanda's power is takes practice and like finesse, though, in my opinion. Because I mean so you, using the other ones is to me is like more like a reflex. Yes. You know what I mean? That's what I feel like anyway. So this this one here, Abomination, wasn't out there. That is correct. But this isn't. it wasn't just from the Battle of Wakanda. Nick Fury had been sending Gravik and his team out for years and years Eons. and years. This is, this is a theory. This is a theory that I have that I'm going to address when we get to the roadie part of this. Yes. Because yeah. right now we're just on the harvest. Let's. Right. Yes. We slow rolling. So um, that's when um, there's also uh, the part where Sonya calls out her boss, the director, Weatherby, I think is his name, um, for being a scroll. Right. Yes. And that's where she she finds the location of um, the scroll, Dr. Rosa Dalton, that actually made that. Uh, the device that was able yes. to inject them with the right the device the mutagen because we get teenage yes. mutant ninja turtles on august 2nd Ooh. i should get paid for my plugs <laughs> you should where's my where's my sponsorship at least give me some fucking residuals <laughs> hope you guys I are listening <laughs> and I, I really liked it when she went um to the lab and got Dalton and her husband Victor. I really like this scene because she's very upfront. She's like, you know, I, I know you're both scrolls. Let's just, you know, let's not. Yeah, let's skip the, the niceties and I'm going to kill you yeah. and right. I'm going to destroy and, this. And okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You're both Pain getting the nine millimeter to the skull. And then, and then out of all things, her husband uses her as a human or scroll shield yeah. and holds a gun to her head. Pussy. And then and he's Sonya, still one. Yeah. Sonya, I love her. Just very calmly holds her gun up and just pow. The act like how casual she, I fell in love with her in this episode. I did lie. too. I love I was her. Like, oh, I love her. <laughs> she stole the show. I love her. She every, was like, oh, every they, scene she's in, she stole. Yes. Oh, yeah, she was absolutely. like, Oh yeah, they talk about this on podcast. Pow! I was like, oh shit. I was like, I was so casual. I love you. <laughs> and she did it with a smile in yes. a British accent and then had a tea and crumpets afterwards. Very oh, good. Oh god. Oh no. I love her. She's just so cold. I love it. It's just like another day at work. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. We talked about this this morning. Die. Oh. <clears throat> And then, um, so you can, I can imagine how that doctor, the scientist felt like she automatically, she's like, damn, this woman just saved my life. You know, like she was like totally down to do whatever, like, yeah, whatever, mm -hmm. this lady just saved my life. That's what I feel like anyway. Right. And then she took one to the skull too. <clears throat> right. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then it's at the very end of this episode. It's where, uh, Fury. Yeah, this is yeah. Sonya was real. She showed off the dark. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. yeah, she can get it done. Um, <clears throat> and what we've kind of been talking about is that you know this is where Fury 
acknowledges the fact that he sent, you know, a team of scrolls that Gravik led to go and collect the, the DNA at the different battles that the Avengers and other like superhumans and whatnot um, fought at. And that's probably where Gravik came up with the idea um, to right. make scrolls. Right. <clears throat> so I'm kind of wondering, like, is that why Fury came back to Earth? Do you think he knew Gravik was doing this? Or was it because Talos called him? I'm kind of... I think it was a combination of both. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they did address this in episode six. I think. I think they did too. But I'm sorry, I, think, I, I missed think... that. Uh, I didn't. What was that? <clears throat> so the theory has another, you know, um, kind of Jesus moment where he's like, you know, he was the one that sent Gravik and a team of scrolls to go collect all this DNA, mm -hmm. like the different battles and everything that the Avengers and other heroes had. And it, it kind of made me start thinking like, is this really the reason why Fury came back? Like, do you think he knew that Gravik was doing this? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, this is a good question, actually. This guy said that this can't be the only bottle of magnet sauce. Oh, and it, it's quite yeah. possibly not because, I mean, Nick said he has several <laughs> different grave markers throughout the world. Right. Yeah. So this is very possible that there is more than one copy of the harvest out there. Oh, he oh, would yeah. not just Most have definitely. one. Yeah, no. On. It's fucking Nick Fury. You gotta have you gotta have a you gotta have a plan B because you know this first copy is gonna be some bullshit, bro. It's like I mean, somebody's gonna abuse it. Yeah. But, yeah. but um <clears throat> so this is where we get to see uh Fury suit up. Oh, Yo, that chills. scene at the end of episode five. Holy yes. shit. That I got the that gave you the little goosebumps, man. When you see and all the little 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 like in two minutes opening up and there's like, oh, there's my jacket, there's my beanie, my eye patch, my Glocks. Like <laughs> fun fact, he didn't yes. wear that eye patch the whole show until that moment. And I was yeah. like, Why? Hey, that's when you know it's the real fucking Nick Fury, yeah. man. It made sense once once he went to that tomb and got all that stuff. I was like, "Oh, okay, business." That's when you knew that up. shit yeah. got real, man. Yeah. Hell no, it was cooler <laughs> the way it was. Yeah, he could have solidated and just put all his shit in one, but that don't make for Why? good TV. It's a spy show, bro. You gotta have like stuff popping out everywhere. It made sense. Yeah, yeah he did. He needed a mailbox yeah. first thing. You don't want to bring a jacket. I mean, that's a big ass leather jacket. That's one entombment. I mean, yeah. And he had two glots and two mads. So I mean, <laughs> listen. If you have the means to have your watches in a pop up drawer, your shirt in another pop up drawer, your underwear in another pop up drawer, I'm pretty sure you're gonna make that happen. Dude, this makes perfect yes. sense to me. <clears throat> And I'm going to use it every single day. Every day. It's extra. And I'm never going to get fucking tired of being extra. Yeah. Extra. All right. Are you ready for the last episode? Let's do it. All right. Episode six. Home. 
All hope for humanity rests on Fury's shoulders. All right. So this is where Gaia goes to a new Skrullos. Um, disguised as Nick Fury. Now, right. so the whole time I thought that was the real Nick Fury. She pulled that she shit played that so great. fucking well. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, radiation. Nick. Yeah, I'm like, and, and, and it makes you wonder, like, you had to kind of figure out something was up because Nick would know that area was still contaminated with nuclear waste. Right. Why would he not be wearing a mask? Something. Oh, and okay. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves oh. into this, this is the lowest score really? in the history of the MCU. And it was a 13%. Now, I don't know who does Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know who's going on Rotten Tomatoes and voting for this shit. But they are obviously not watching the same fucking show I was fucking watching. Rant time. You need the shit slapped out of you. Whoever, whoever <laughs> came up with these scores, <laughs> slap the shit out of them. Stop scoring movies. Mm-hmm. Who... Who watched this and who scored it this low? There is no audience other than people who blatantly hate Marvel that scored this show as low as they did. Hey, there's a few of them on our fan page that absolutely hate the Tim Deckard, I'm I'm talking to you. Did you watch this show and did you score (laughs) this shit for Rotten Tomatoes? Tim knows we're talking about him right now. Tim fucking knows, okay? Oh, I know he sat there happy. He he fucking created a hundred plus freaking logins just so he could go in there and vote multiple Mm -hmm. times. I guarantee you, Tim did it. This was, and he's a fucking Cardinals fan. That explains everything. So this is an interesting point. One of the Facebook users put, like, I actually thought he did have a suit on, and he was just playing. Like I didn't, I thought that was Nick Fury, and he had something. I'm like, oh, he's got a suit on, or he's got something. Like he's playing the game, yeah. Yeah, he is. Well, like it's Nick Fury. The he's, long game is always being played. Always, always. I knew, I knew something was up. Oh, come here. And, hey, it's not a podcast <laughs> until the cat shows up. So I know he's been and, an asshole the entire time. By the way. And then I was surprised by the fact that he actually gave Gravik the harvest. I was actually shocked at that too. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe he actually gave him that." I didn't think he was actually going to. But they also lead you to believe, like, why the fuck would he just hand it over to him? Right. And then when he beats the shit out of him, like he he Gravik is beating the shit out of what we assume is Nick Fury. Yeah. Why would he not try to get out of the way of this thing? Because it may kill him or do something else to him. Right. That's what I thought, too. I was like, why is he just staying? Like, is he going to try to get a, get himself into this? Like, what is going Like, he wants the power. Oh, of and Tim knows what he did. Yes, yes, Tim. You know. We know what you did, Tim. <laughs> Poor Tim. Sad. Uh. <clears throat> but yeah, so, that that whole scene, I was like, why why would you stay in there when you know that you're all first and foremost, you're in a field of radiation and you're yes. about to get more radiation. This is going to kill you. So I'm like, something's up. Like, does he already have the superpower in him that he can stand it? Right. And so when the 
device actually goes off. I'm like, I'm like sitting here thinking, I'm like, is like, is Samuel just done playing Fury? Like, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> no, he's, I still think, I think he still has like, like a few movies and left on his yeah. contract yeah. with Marvel. This is Plus, it for I, your boy. I, I can't see nobody else playing Nick Fury, man. No, never. I really can't. No. I, he, don't, he won't let anybody. I bet you. He's like, nope. He's like, I think he's it's, it's a contract clause. Like, nobody will yeah. play me. Yeah. It's kind of like Mace Windu, you yeah. know, in Star Wars. Nobody's going to play that again. True. Well, I think he told them, like, anytime you need me to play Nick Fury, I'll do it. I was like, yes. <laughs> Dude. And, and a part of me thought that maybe he would get powers. Marvel so, wasn't going to make Samuel think, OP, bro. No. Going to happen. <gasps> Good. We can always hope. Come on. But no, and he blocked <laughs> that punch hope. and then, like, not grab it through the fucking reef. I was like, oh, damn, Nick. What's up? <laughs> Oh my god! So what you do? I'm like, I thought it would kill him. Yeah. I don't know how to take this comment. To be honest with you, <laughs> get that black man's powers. I don't know how to take this. This guy's powers. Shit, so, he got powers. He can control everybody. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit. He talks. People listen. He's just a dude. That's that's his power. Exactly. But so yeah. Then, <clears throat> So then it gets revealed that it's Gaia. Which then I was like, oh damn. I'm like, that guy just got juiced. <laughs> she just <laughs> she just got juiced for real. Like, oh, we needed an hour-long episode, and 30 minutes of that episode should have been Gaia beating the shit out of Gravic. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I would too. Thoroughly. I would too. I want so I that that little fight scene between them, I wanted yeah. more of that. Me because too. <laughs> you have way more power. You get so many powers that you could have just opened up the door. Yeah. Like they gave us a window into like what she has and, and what would have been cool is some if they would have showed some of the powers that haven't been shown up in the MCU yet, it could have been right. a good way to introduce some like maybe a people. superpower. And they're like, wait, who the fuck superpower is that? And then, you know. Oh, coming up in 2025, Marvel is introducing blah. And you're right. like, oh. But then it also goes, you pl it plays back into, well, they're not going to show us nothing we haven't seen yet in the current MCU. And the right. last Fantastic Four, I think, was a Sony production. That that was a 13% right there. You're talking about 13%. Yeah. So <clears throat> then. Um... Wow, that was yeah. I can't get over that fight scene. That was awesome, and I was surprised. Be, like, like, she was five minutes. It was about five minutes, but it wow. was fucking epic. It was like a ten yeah. minutes build into it, though. Like yeah. that speech. I mean, don't get me wrong. It gave us a lot, of, some really good backstory in yeah. that speech, but five fucking minutes for that epic battle. Come on, Marvel. No, that's too much CGI. Yeah, that's that's way too much CGI. Like you, you had you have to break the bank for that, and I don't think they was gonna they was gonna yeah. go that far. But what no, we got out as, of it, so you know, Marvel, uh, not Marvel. I'm sorry, Disney's uh, Andor. The budget for one episode was nine figures per episode. That's greedy. Just for a CGI man. Yeah. No, it, well, yeah, I mean it's fucking Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. but. 
they're CGI heavy. <clears throat> but Andor was so fucking good, though, if you haven't watched it. I haven't not watched to, Andor yet. Not to get us on Star Wars, but fucking Andor was amazing. Yeah. Ooh, somebody said it was trash. I don't know who the fuck you are, but you need to watch your phone right <laughs> <game>, now. <man. laughs> disappointed. I'm disappointed in you. That is definitely Rob. <laughs> That's definitely Rob. <laughs> I thought, no, me and Rob had this conversation. Oh, well, then I don't Rob, know who this is then. I don't either. I don't know, but I'm disappointed in him, though. And your mommy and daddy are too. <laughs> all right back to what we were fucking doing before right. this person showed up and completely so, killed my mood then we we shift to where uh fury actually is he's going to save the president so you see Rhodey and a bunch of other like secret service agents trying to move the president and everything and it comes down to a, a standoff my girl sonya's back Song is back. I love her. I love her. Love her. I don't so know who this is, but they're kind of redeeming themselves. Yeah, and I don't know if this is not Rob or Rob. You're just going to be not Rob because I don't know who the hell you are. You're not Rob. <laughs> Damn, you're not going to. I'm so, not going to let uh, this go. I'm disappointed. So the uh, <clears throat> so Sonya comes back, and you got Fury in a standoff with uh, Rudy, and then you got the president there. You got a, a tense scene building up. You know, that that was a. I I I love that scene just because you could just see like on the president's face like he didn't like know who like to trust. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah, so when Nick Fury burst through that door, I, the, I, what I really wanted was his like I'm here, motherfucker. <laughs> I needed that fucker in there, man. <laughs> Yeah, dang, dang on, dang Oh, do don't, that. don't say that. That's not nice. Be nice. <clears throat> and then mm. after uh, they cap Rody, <laughs> the president's just like, "I need a phone." So I'm just just like, Psh, "It's right here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she knew what was up. Yeah. She did. Oh, I love her. She is Go ahead and get it. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead and make the call. I know you heard. <laughs> you didn't expect this, but here, make the call. Yep. Did anybody? Did anybody else see like a shift in his behavior? Was it in the president? I only, yeah. Am I the only one that noticed that in this episode? No. There, that last episode, that last like ten minutes when he's talking to Nick and he's in the back of the presidential limo, he's like, you know, you've made a fucking mistake, right? And it's kind of like his per the way his personality kind of shifted. I'm like, wait, did he just become a scroll and we didn't see it? Okay, I, I thought so. that was just me. No, so, no, I thought the same thing. So in the hospital, somebody correct me if you see um, something different. So in the hospital, he still has the steri strips and blood on his mm -hmm. forehead. Yeah. Right? These wounds are still pretty fresh, they're only a few days. Yes. But when you cut to the scene where he's in the car, it's just a scar. So this comment right mm. here has me thinking, so that hate speech feels like a setup for the mutants. Is this the same president's name that's in X-Men? Oh, I don't think so. I don't I don't either, but it, it is very much sound like a... They had a good point. 
No, that's a really them good point. off my planet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but, but the mutants like, aren't from another planet. Well, some of them are, but well, not maybe, all of them. Maybe it's part of the tie-in. I know that it could, it could be, be a but, setup, maybe? but the president's name isn't the same. I don't think. I don't think so. What I've what what I thought in the moment was that that's a scroll. Yeah. Yes. That's what I, think it is. I, I thought the same. Yeah, that's what I'm I thought in the moment. Wound. Right. Honestly. Honestly, I thought it could have been a clone of Gravik. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but did they clone Gravik? It's not far-fetched. I mean, no, it's really not. I mean, Coulson had like dozens and dozens of them. Right. And if Scrolls were able to infiltrate that far into the government, who's to say they didn't infiltrate that far to learn how to do some of this stuff? No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, was Gravik really dead? Exactly. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, she like blasted him through like, you know, the upper abdomen area and you kind of saw his eyes go dark. But I mean, he has the extremist healing abilities. I mean, the extremists can like regenerate limbs. I don't think it would be too much to just, I mean, I know she blasted him with like Captain Marvel's power. Right. Yeah, but Captain Marvel is completely OP'd in the MCU. This is yeah. True. But I don't think that... I mean, she's a badass, but she ain't that badass. Yeah. True. But yeah, it, it yeah. just... That whole tone was different. Is it Mephisto? <laughs> Mephisto. Mephisto. I... Mephisto. Oh my god! It's Mephisto! Somebody has watched previous episodes of the Queens of Nerdum. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I do think like it's probably a scroll. And if it's not, if it's not a yeah. clone of Gravik, then we got bigger issues. It's another daddy. <laughs> we have bigger issues. Yeah. Coming out, but coming still out. though, did we see Gravik turn back into a scroll when he supposedly died? He was a scroll already. He fought. Well, remember, he fought as one. Yeah, he fought he was a scroll when when he was fighting. Yeah. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that would have been an easy answer, but he was already a squirrel. That's why I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't trust it. I'm going to be honest either. with you, dude. I didn't like Captain Marvel that much. The TV series or the movie. This series. The writing was horrible. This series made me appreciate Captain Marvel way much yeah. more. Her story. I'm finding in hindsight, I'm appreciating movies like Captain Marvel. Um, even Eternals. So I'm gonna. I'm, so I I'm did enjoy the Eternals it. for what it gave us at the end. Yeah. But Captain Marvel, on the other hand, I still think it was kind of lazy writing, and they didn't do it justice. Yeah, compared to a comic book. Yeah, true. Yeah. But I am a comic book guy, so yeah. true. Even though I'm not too heavy into the Marvel stuff, but I still keep track of what it is. I mean, yeah. I could get that. <clears throat> so I really like the end of this episode. I actually did not expect this. So at the end, you know, you see Fury goes home and telling Vara that, you know, he's gotta leave. And I'm assuming he's he's going back to Saber. And you know, she's like, Well, I guess this is goodbye. And I was like, come on. 
like, go with them. Like, I'm like, it's, I'm like, come on, girl, go with him. Go with, why are you staying? Well, my place is here. No, it's not, go with him. And then just to see at the very end, like she shows up and I'm like, yes, yes. I got, I got the, the ending. I want to, I got very chills. Yeah. Like it, it was cool. So on this comment right here, um, so the Eternals happen. I forgot what time frame they set the Eternals in off the top of my head. But this it's forms the, the island of Krakoa where yeah. the mutants congregate. Mm. They're drawn to it. Because it's alive. Yeah, I talked about the in yes. uh, the Queens of New And you mentioned it in, I think, episode two? <clears throat> yeah, I did. Episode two? Yeah. yeah. So that's, the, that's where that's from. <clears throat> But I don't know how it falls within the MCU. I have to go back and review timelines. And we are working our way towards it. Yeah. Yes. So there's, it's there's going to play a bigger part later once mutants are actually introduced. Correct. Correct. So there's a fan theory that um, I read that they think that part of the reason why um, Fury went and built Saber with the scrolls you know, not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's kind of like a home defense kind of thing. They th they think it was because of the Eternals. That's not just them. I mean, there's multiple threats from space that right. could pose a problem. I mean, we got right. Silver Server, Silver Surfer, who will be introduced. Yes, thank you, because for some reason I can't fucking say that all of a sudden. <laughs> not only that, we also got Thanos who came from outer space. Yeah. They weren't that, prepared. That alone would have made for that invasion. start building Saber. Yeah. And on top of that, we have a version of Ghost Rider who is also cosmic. Hmm. Are so you going to the uh, to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with that one? No, because that, that Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not the cosmic Ghost Rider. That was uh, mm -hmm. Danny Ketchum. And okay. with his character, his version of the Ghost Rider isn't the person who is infected with the Ghost Rider. It is the car. Okay, gotcha. I don't trust those evil cars. I've seen Christine. <laughs> you get me. Great fucking car. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the whole premise of Saber, though. Okay. Yeah. So that so that's not a very good fan theory according to that Facebook user. So I don't know. That was just a theory that that was part of it was the um, the stuff that happened with the Eternals was one of the reasons why he went. Spaceballs. <laughs> I love it. All right, you've redeemed yourself with that statement. <laughs> Frank Castle is the cosmic ghost, right? Yes. Yep. <clears throat> but. Well, you know, and I think that also brings to light that, you know, the there's the Kree out there, too. And yep, there's the Chitauri, many, Ravagers. Yeah, yep. Yep. Many other species and things out there. So it is a good, that's why, like, I, I understand why Vara was upset. But she knows what's out there. She does. You have to think they have seen yeah. it at some point. I mean, yes. their w world was constantly <laughs> at war with somebody. It would just so happen to be the Krees that broke them. Yeah, right. you know, and, and, and I just, for, for me, I just, I don't know. 
I would have gone with him like she did in the end. That's why I love that ending so much. It's like, well, he, he, he has to, he's one of those, those guys that's married to his job, you know, too. Well, he literally married his job. Yeah. And he knew the whole time that she became a scroll. Yeah. She was a scroll. Yeah. But, so to answer that question, is Ooh, Saber supposed to be a sword? Yeah, that is a good one. Saber, yes. Saber is a part of sword. It's a it's, yeah, it's part of the whole it's a sword base. Yes. At least that's the way I'm understanding the way they're trying to use it. Right. In that Jeez. sense, in that hey. sense, that has Saber's got a kinky side, okay? Everybody has their fetishes and stuff. That's what it's you cool. She doesn't fight much anymore. Yeah, good luck with foreplay on that one. No. Pass. <laughs> pass. Hard pass, buddy. <laughs> That's so long. I my brain didn't even go there when I was terrible. Terrible. That's so a Rob you- statement right there, if I've ever heard <laughs> one. <though>. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think they're using a lot of Stark tech? Yeah, the whole have. goddamn sword and saber was Stark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be. Oh, like, I everything wanna... is is Stark tech. I want to go back to Rhodey. Rhodey. Okay. So... Let's go back to Rhodey and that fuck face who got shot in the fucking <laughs> forehead. Yeah. Bye, Reva. Deuces. So in the end, okay, so you remember Rhodey couldn't walk at all, right? Because he got clipped by one of Vision's, like, yep. blasts. And he couldn't walk at all. Yeah, Correct. And Not without assistance. Exactly. So he didn't have any braces on his legs. Nope. At the end? He was rescued. Yeah. No, they had removed him. He was still wearing a hospital gown. What I'm saying is, as far as the context of how long Brody has been a scroll, Brody, okay, he, he couldn't walk like at all. He needed the Stark Tech, the legs. At the end stuff. of, uh, I love watching this light bulb go off. Yes. yes. So <laughs> think about it. At the end of episode six, when they rescue Brody and he's in a hospital, he gown, couldn't walk. Can I walk? But not as bad as when he doesn't have those legs. He couldn't walk at all. He's having difficulty walking because he's weak. Mm-hmm. Because he's been there a long time, as what he's being told. Yes. I think that it's he has been there for a long yeah. time. They did carry him because he couldn't. He fell. He wasn't able to walk at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, it wasn't since the end of Endgame. Y'all ready for this theory? Shoot. All right. In Civil War, when he gets into, when he gets shot by the beam, right? Right. They take him. He is in a hospital gown. This is the last time we see him in that hospital gown until they pull him out of that chamber at the end of episode six, which means Rhodey has been there for upwards of 10 years. So what this means is Rhodey was never there as himself in the events of Endgame. Yep. And yeah. 
which also means Rhodey doesn't know Tony Stark is dead. He doesn't know Natasha's dead. He doesn't know any of this. There's yeah, there is a lot of stuff. That right. This that's also, ten years of your life just yeah missing. The, this also means that a scroll was able to be inside of Wakanda. This also means this means a lot. This has a lot of implications. It does. If that if that theory is actually true, it has it holds a lot of weight for armor wars. Yeah. It really so this, does. This could very well be Rob because he's gonna find this shit out, and you know the first thing he's gonna gonna wanna do is fuck everything up. <laughs> no, we talked about it. This theory actually checks out. It actually does check out. No, that I mean that it makes perfect sense the way yeah. because if this is the setup to armor wars, then it was done the, the correct way. Yeah, it was done. Because even in Armor Wars, we should stuff. see actually see sw the sword base and saber. Right. If it plays out the way it should. Yes, the scroll was able to use War Machine because, because the it was DNA. Able to, because of the DNA. Yes. Mr. DNA. Sorry, I always think of Jurassic Park when you guys say <laughs> DNA. Mr. DNA. <laughs> now I got that little DNA dancing in my fucking head. Hey, I'm in your blood. <laughs> this is where my brain goes. How come Mr. DNA had to be a fucking redneck? Sound like one of my cousins talking. I'm in your blood. <laughs> I know. No, I don't think it was Iron Man too. No, that comment is good because I would have said I would have said that too, yeah. but. I actually went back and watched Civil War because of the show. Rhodey did not fight in Wakanda. No. He went that, that is that correct. That is correct. Okay. Um, and I think they pretty much proved that Agent Ross was after the events of Wakanda because that was Agent Ross. That was Agent Ross. Yeah. Yep. In the second Black Panther. Yeah, that was Agent Ross. So he wasn't there that long. But look at at the end of episode six, when they take Gaia into that storage facility and had all those humans that were hooked up to like the sensors, there could be mm -hmm. anybody in there. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Now, ask yourself this question with that. Is that the humans that are being used as scroll identities right now? Yeah. 100%. Is that what that was intended to be? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah, what I was thinking, too. Yeah. There's a million scrolls. That means... Yeah. I mean, not all of them. That's what I'm thinking. Like, not all of these people are dead. Like, somebody had to know that right. those million scrolls well, were coming. So, I know they couldn't call them scrolls in the last X-Men movie. So... With the Dark Phoenix. Yes. So they couldn't, because of rights, I get. But the differences here I like is that those scroll, not scrolls, just killed the person and, like, became them. But here they actually, like, I feel like are smarter because they keep them alive. They can go through their memories. They can. That's what I was about to say. Because you, when uh, yeah. they went to the <laughs> scrolls, he, I don't know. I can't remember. It was in one of the episodes where he touched his head and immediately absorbed the memories. 
right. of that person so he would know what he was doing in their right. passwords and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, that circumnavigates the combat skills and stuff like that, that this person is talking about if it is Rob. Yeah. So that makes sense that he wouldn't know how to do these things because he would have absorbed those memories. Right. Which to me, it's better to store them away instead of a body that you have to like dispose of. Like you keep the body just in case you need to go back and like <clears throat> there's different memories that you need to like analyze. That that I thought was really interesting, but it's also yeah. you're gonna find out like who who's a scroll. Yeah, but he may have been War Machine in the Battle of Wakanda, but that was still a scroll. Yeah, that was that was the scroll. Even in Endgame, that that was it was more the 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 Rodian Endgame is more the the person that you saw in the series, attitude wise. Mm-hmm. That's a if Marvel actually like did that and planned that far out. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. It makes you think of what, a, like, I'm trying to come up with a theory on where they're going. So we know this, this is a setup to Armor Wars. Yeah. So yeah. We know we're getting Armor Wars out of this, which the Punisher is going to be evolved in, Daredevil, and a few others, I think. And we're going to at least get Fantastic Four, finally. Yeah. Hopefully a decent Fantastic Four, not that bullshit they produced last time. I, you know what I I think, and hear me out when when I when I lead phase five to phase six, I think where they're they're going ultimately is Galactus. I think this is where this is heading. So if and we're getting Galactus, that means we're getting Netspan as well. Oh, most definitely, they already planted the seed there because we already had scrolls. We already had scrolls visiting Wanda in WandaVision. Yes, that's correct. We need to know who's going to be playing Wolverine after Deadpool 3. Right. But yeah, they, there's this series tied a lot of ends together. And it's 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 going to be the bridge for a lot. Yes, for five ends. Phase five ends, I think. Because right. I think we're going to get revisits. They right. did that. I mean, if you pay attention to all the different shows that Marvel has put out, they all help build towards something. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they, you know, they do. If you pay yeah. attention to them. Right. Yeah. Well, we she, also get a mutant in uh, Black Panther. There's mutants all over. We got yeah. it in Miss Marvel. Just not, yeah. We got Miss Marvel was a mutant. Yep. Black Panther. Um, yep. I believe this is going to be the bridge to saying, okay, Wanda is actually a mutant. I think they're going to go mm -hmm. that route with it. Um, yeah, there's that they, they already started popping up. So I wouldn't be surprised if we so, actually get an X-Men. Here's my theory going into, as we get Deadpool coming into, Deadpool 3 coming into the MCU. He's bringing he's bringing Wolverine with him. Yes, but we also got uh, what's his name, the dude that Owen Wilson plays, and then we got Miss Minutes, mm -hmm. who has to do mm -hmm. with time travel, 
And oh, by the way, he's still got Cable's watch. So we could get all these loose ends tied up in one two and a half hour Deadpool 3 movie. Yeah, you you really could. Mobius, thank you. Not to be confused with Morbius. Yes. And the fact that I said that just made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Sorry. That movie had potential, but Jared Little and Bad Writers fucked it up. I think it's the writers more than Jared Little. He just has horrible luck. But I think there's just so many hidden mutants, but they're just not outright calling them mutants. Right. I think that. that's going to be the that big step that they're just going to start flat out calling them mutants. I just lost like 30 seconds worth of videos. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> like everything went black on me. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but no, but, I think I think yeah. you're right, Jen. I think they're I think they're going that 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 way. And just yeah, they're here. They've been here, and mm-hmm. you know, let's just call a spade a spade. They're mutants. Yeah. Yes. I'm I'm curious how they're gonna introduce that, but yeah, that's they're definitely and I'm. I hope that when they they do they introduce mutants this time around, I hope that they choose some different ones and not the same ones. You know me, I I really like seeing different characters. There's so many different characters in the comic books that you could talk about. And they always talk about the same ones all the time. I do. I'm sorry. I get so bored with it sometimes. I'm like, you talked about this one all the time already. Why do you think I went away from Marvel Comics and, and went more toward the DC Dark where we get Swamp Thing and Constantine and Justice League Dark and went over to like Boom Studios who gave us Something is Killing the Children and House of Slaughter and those kinds of things. That's what I've been reading here lately, not Marvel. Ooh, I like this theory. That's right. Yeah, you know they never really talked about her at the end of Doctor Strange. Hmm. <clears throat> they just kind of threw her in there, and then you know, just kind of like whoop, nope, out. That's like yeah, I didn't like the. I'm like that lady plays such a huge part. She with does. In the overall, it's yeah. kind of like when we talk DC. And we talk Court of Owls in DC. Like, nothing's happening in the DC universe, at least within the Batman time frame and storyline, without the Court of Owls saying, okay, Clayface wants to come out and play. Okay, cool. He, we can let him out, but he, this is what he's, he's... Here's his parameters. So... Oh, okay, so President Ritson did start the animosity towards mutants. Okay. It makes sense. And then so it's the it's- president after him that we see... In the original X Men that became the Blobfish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I like it. DC as is this Tim? This <laughs> who is this? To be Rob. Oh, in DC. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> so I, I think that that that's our. We got here Mike Marcello. What? The okay. okay. Who knows? I don't know who this person is, but hold on, bring that picture back up. 
It's Danny DeVito with boobs. <laughs> I don't like your comment, but your profile picture is amazing. <laughs> Not only they are neither Rob nor Tim, but they it's a combination of Rob and Tim. <laughs> and that's scary. <laughs> so guys, any more final thoughts before we start rounding out this episode? This very special wow. episode. I I really like that series. I think it. Uh, I don't I, think, I think it deserves it, the fucking hate it's getting. Doesn't. That's what we got out here for it the doesn't. last hour and forty five minutes. It. Is it didn't deserve the hate that it received. Oh, and I love the little love story tie in. It shows a softer side of Fury. I'm sorry, I keep going back to that, but I freaking love it. <laughs> All right, so with that, I want to thank everybody. <laughs> For tuning in to USDN's first ever rap party. And no, none of us. Well, actually, Black is a rapper, but we ain't doing that yes. kind of rapping tonight. <laughs> and with that said, I'm going to apologize in advance because tomorrow you are getting the abridged version of your normal Friday smoke pit. Because we're actually, gonna be we're oh, going to oh, we're going to oh. give you guys the Friday. We're taking tomorrow off. Dude, really? Yeah. What? I, I did not okay this. I did. I wanted my forty-five minute, at least fifty minutes of the smoke pit. Nah, we're we're we'll give you guys the the Friday. You guys got it. Aw, thank Enjoy. you. That's so nice. I don't know who just blocked this mic guy, but thank you. I did. Thank you. <laughs> this fucking guy. But anyways, back to what I was getting at. So I no longer, I rescind my apology, but I do want to apologize for there not being a smoke pit tomorrow because tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, I am once again bringing you with EJ this time. Jen's going to be on kid duty. An <laughs> yes. interview with comic book artist Drew Moss. He's, um, he's a local fella here in Virginia. And... Just so happens, my he he, I was introduced to him by Scott at my local comic book shop, and I was like, you know what, it's a shot in the dark. We hadn't done an interview in a hot minute, so let me reach out. So, and I, I've done some googling, and he doesn't doesn't appear that he really does a lot of interviews. Oh, so um, I'm on board, and our focus tomorrow is really going to be on his current project with. Um, Dynamite Comets and Disney called Gargoyles The Dark Ages. It is yes. a prequel yes. to Gargoyles. And he's also done I'm some other work, but we'll, we'll get into more of that tomorrow. Uh, but really going to put some focus on um, the Gargoyles The Dark Ages because, it, like I said, it is a prequel um two gargoyles and that's, that's something i always awesome. wanted as a kid they gave us some glimpses in the yeah. cartoon series of kind of like these guys were human at one time but but this is giving us that entire backstory so it's going to be a five issue run that's taking place at the same time as the regular gargoyles and i did talk to him today there is a delay on uh issue two i think we're going to get it late august for issue two Awesome. Um, but what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to drop the rest of the covers. I dropped two covers of Hudson 
the Virgin variant and also the normal variant of the Hudson is up on the USDN page right now. If you want to go have a look at it, incredible cover work. And then tomorrow I'm going to drop the rest of the covers onto the Facebook page. And they're phenomenal covers. They're done by the various artists and they're brilliant. The story is really good. Um, But yeah, that's going to be tomorrow. Same bat time as tonight, 2100 Eastern time. 9 p.m. Eastern time for people who don't speak military. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's going to be a, a good show. Hopefully everybody can come out and and sit down and enjoy this interview. Bring your questions. If you ever wanted to ask a comic book artist, I'm going to try to have him for about an hour, hour and a half. I do have to stay within the restraints of his family times and his work time because he is a full-time comic book artist. Nice. Such a cool job. I know. We're gonna get dig into that tomorrow, kind of like how we got into it. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear about. Yeah, I can't wait to. I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Definitely. I look forward to that, man. Mm-hmm. I, I will be, I will be sitting in the in the in the audience. <laughs> I'll be a fan tomorrow. I really want my smoke pit to happen. <laughs> but no, I I appreciate that love that y'all are giving us to take this big opportunity to do that. Hey man, gotta gotta spread the love, man. So that was that was amazing work you did to, to get them on the platform. Um, I want you to know that it's appreciated that you guys are bringing something to this audience, and I just appreciate the work you guys do, man. I really do. Um, so good job. And again, I I look forward to being in the audience uh, hearing about it because Gargoyles is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So, well, so one last thing before I turn it over to Jen to wrap us up for the rest of the, the show, <laughs> and I play the outro out. Tomorrow, <laughs> I'm also going to drop a poll into the USDN page. Our next TV series that we want to do a, a party on, or a route party, will be Ahsoka, which drops August 23rd. Mm-hmm. What we really want to know is, do you want it per episode, or do you want us to do a a big rap party at the end? I know what I want and what I'm leaning toward, but we want to know what the people want. Because here at USDN, we are always for the people and by the people. Well, we could always do it a little bit after. I always try to give people a chance to watch it, you know what I mean? Because I don't always have time to watch it that day. So keep that in mind, too, when you're voting. Is you know your life. I don't expect you to watch stuff as it drops. So if you guys need some time, think about that too. Okay, some people are saying per episode. So. Bring us home, so, Jen. No. All right. Hold on, real uh, quick. Con says hi. What's up, hey, Con. What's he doing? <laughs> All right. So, um, upcoming shows on USDN. Okay, so we have the Queens of Nerddom episode four is going to air August 12th from 8 to 10 p.m. ish. You know, Tanya and I like to chat. And then the USDN episode two, we will continue talking about our predators and aliens. That's going to be on August 19th, also from 8 to 10 p.m. Please uh, we will we'll probably roll at times depending on Jen's work schedule. Yes. Yeah. So you, we may get it'll be between 20 or between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern time yeah. since we're East Coasters. Yeah, we'll, we'll always update that uh, uh, information to you guys. 
And please let us know how we did on our very first rap party. Um, like Jeff said, we're definitely going to do it again for Ashoka when uh, she comes out on Disney+. Plus. That's going to be August 23rd. Um, if there's any other TV shows you guys want to see us talk about, I'm always open to watching things. So if something interesting you saw, the let me know. Because I'm currently watching it. Shit, man, that's like six. <laughs> that's like what eight seasons? <laughs> I, think I think I'm on, I'm on season six. So yeah, I was gonna say it's ridiculous. Um, and a special thanks goes out to the Dat Feeling Podcast Network podcast group um, for all the love and support um, that they have given us and to continue to give us. We greatly appreciate that. And hit that like and subscribe button and stay tuned for more. And ladies and gentlemen, that is USDN approved. Good dance. Awesome.